welcome to Our Jackson Home. Uh, I am here this week with Harbert Alexander, and uh, Harbert is a historian and a banker, and I'm sure several other things. But so, Harbert, um, why don't you introduce yourself to the audience just briefly? Well, I'm Harbert Alexander. I'm sort of unusual in that I am a native. I've lived here all my life, and I am married to a native. I literally almost say I married the girl across the street, but <laughs> it was the girl that sat in the pew in front of me in the Presbyterian Church. And that was just a little while ago, fifty, almost 55 years ago. Okay. <laughs> and uh, for many years, I was a banker, mm-hmm. and 43 years as a banker. And I was a county historian for 23 years. And so um, the county historian really is the one who's designated to keep our history alive for new generations to tell the story. So the way that I do that is that I am a storyteller. I don't tell anything that's not fact, Mm -hmm. no fiction, but uh, I really find that our history is so dynamic, so interesting, that I never had to add anything to it. You (laughs) almost have to play play it down a little bit. Yeah. Well, tell us a little bit more about your family. You're, um, you have children and grandchildren and are they here I have three children uh, and they all live within a quarter of a mile of me wow most people don't get to say that they really don't and I have three grandchildren and at the end of this month I will have six because my oldest son my middle child Mm -hmm. is expecting triplets Wow. Sometime wow. in late August. Okay. So we will greatly expand the Alexander clan. Absolutely. And um, in the name Harbert, is, you, you mentioned it's spelled with an A. Mm-hmm. Um, is there a, is that a family name? Because that's kind of, I, I don't know if that I've ever met a Harbert before. Uh, I'm named for my grandfather. Okay. And my son is named for me. And uh, very possibly I will have... A granddaughter named Mary Harbert. Okay. But it, it's that's a name that comes from Memphis. Okay. There's a Harbert Street. Huh. There's a Harbert Street uh, bend in the Mississippi River where Tunica is now. Hmm. Uh, and it you see a lot of it in Haywood County and in Shelby County. You see it also as a last name. Okay. And so it. It's more uh, common than you would think, mm-hmm. but I have had for years had to explain that, and, yeah. and that was a always a joke in the bank. If somebody called me Herbert, and then they wondered why they didn't get that loan they were asking for. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, Kevin just doesn't have anything exciting about it. Um, <laughs> Alex and Adelsberger is just too hard to spell, but. Um, and then I, when I was reading your bio, you also served in the military. I did. Uh, what what was what did you what what did you do in the military? What was your role? Well, I went to military college. Okay. Virginia Military Institute and was commissioned out of there, and then uh, was I was an artillery officer. Okay. And I was sent overseas to Germany, mm-hmm. and where I served for two years up on the East German border. Okay. 
Um, and then, and then, why did you when you came back from that? I guess you got into banking. What was it about banking that you found interesting? It was the only job I could find. Well, you know, and it looks like it's turned out pretty well. Because you, you was that with the Bank of Jackson? Did you start with the Bank of Jackson? It was. It was the Second National Bank. Okay. And my father was the president. Okay. And and now my son is the president of the Bank of Jackson. So. We're either stuck in that or have very little imagination, or, <laughs> but but I did I did follow the line. Mm-hmm. We had been up until the time of my father. We had been a long line of Presbyterian preachers. Okay, and I I don't know what happened to us. <laughs> <laughs> Got caught up in the caught up in the banking world. Um, well, Harbert, we're gonna get a, go into the first break, and then we'll come back and talk about how you got involved in so much of history. So, uh, so between the Tennessee and Mississippi rivers, this is R. Jackson. Harbert Alexander today. Um, Harbert, you, you've got several books sitting here on the table. Um, you've got a lot of um, physicians dealing with history. Why do, you, why do you love history so much? You know, I honestly think that that came from a teacher that I had in uh, high school here. And it, it bit me, but I didn't know it. Mm. And it took a while. And when I got back from Europe and was in the bank, I needed a way to break out, mm. to be different. And uh, she, that, that high school teacher, Emma Emlyn Williams, was our first county historian. And she was, she had a book that she had written, but she did not drive anymore, so I would drive her around to civic clubs and things. And she would get me to talk about our history and that really is where it began and I, I one day I told it wrong uh, about Davy Crockett's elections okay. um, and he had three or four here in Madison County and when we got through she said you know that part about Davy Crockett well, you, you told it wrong well it, it scared me to death this is my old teacher that told me <laughs> But then she said, but oh, my Lord, you tell it so good. (laughs) (laughs) And at that point, I realized that I had become Madison County's uh, storyteller, the one that's like the Indians always had an elder in the tribe to Mm -hmm. keep the the history alive for the the little ones. Mm -hmm. And I had become our storyteller, and that's the way I keep the history alive. Uh, so, and then you are also in a very official context, the Madison County historian for a while. What is, what is, what is, is that a, is that a full-time role, part-time role? What does that person actually do? Well, then it's, it's a non-paying job. Okay. One of many that I've <laughs> And, uh, it simply means that you're on call for people to ask you questions that you have no idea what the answer is. Um. Genealogy questions. Okay. Uh, people move in. Let's say you you bought an older house, and and you 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 would like to know. I wonder who lived here. Uh, what's the history of this house? 
and you, you feel questions you like that, but you make you go out to schools and scouting groups, and um, it, it's just a way to to make people aware that they have no idea what's all around them, and that's what I'm. I've always say when a lot of time I sign a book, I'll say our history is all around us mm -hmm. if you only look. Mm -hmm. And so, so history is all around us. What's one of your favorite stories from Madison County history, or something that uh, maybe uh, people should really know about Madison County history that they might not know? Well, there's, there's some fascinating people, major historic people that have come through here. Mm -hmm. uh, David Crockett lost his election here and, and grew angry and made a speech he shouldn't have made. It, it told them where they could go when he was going to Texas, yes. and he's never heard of the Alamo. <laughs> That's one. I am absolutely convinced, and I wrote about it, that Daniel Boone was here in 1776 and did carve his name on a tree just north of town. That's two of the characters. And the third one in my big three is the greatest inventor in history, world history, anywhere. Thomas Edison was here in 1866 huh. as a telegraph operator. That's just three of them. And then you get into... Some little people like Makaja Autry. Well, who could that be? I've never I heard of that. Yeah, I was a history minor, and I have no idea who you're talking about. And he was he was a poet and a lawyer, and he lived here, and he got caught up in the spirit of things. We we're going to go whip those Mexicans, and he and he died a martyr with Crockett at the Alamo. Mm -hmm. So we lost two West Tennessee people at the Alamo. Yeah, but just stories about people like him, and so many, many more mm -hmm. like him. So, so Thomas, let's go back to Thomas Edison because I've mm -hmm. I've heard a lot of things about Jackson history, but I've never heard about the Thomas Edison thing. So, so he was was he here just for a little while? Was he here for a couple of years? What was he What was he doing? He probably was here about a month. Okay, <laughs> and he was a telegraph operator. And in the Civil War, all the telegraph operators had gone off to be with the army, and mm -hmm. so there was a shortage of them. Mm -hmm. And there were a number of young men uh, who went throughout the southeast and uh, who were telegraph operators. And we know that he was in Memphis. Uh, they, uh, we know that he was in Bolivar and in Jackson. And he, he just, he, he's very young, uh, and he just worked his way up the railroad line before he... He ended up uh, where he lived his life. Mm. But he was here as a young man, and I came as close as I knew a man who knew a man who knew where he lived in okay. a boarding house. <laughs> that's, uh, that's, a pretty neat, that's a pretty neat connection that I've never heard before. I also read on your bio that you are on the Museum Commission. Yes. Uh, how does one get on the Museum Commission? What is a Museum Commission? What role does that play? Well, there are six of us who are commissioners mm -hmm. uh, with a state museum. And how did I get on? One, one day I opened the mail and there was a letter from the governor asking me to do that. <laughs> and if the governor asks you to do something. It, and you do. Yeah. <laughs> and and it, it's, it has a lot of perks. 
once again, uh, you are invited to come to Nashville uh, for quarterly meetings, and it comes. They will pay your mileage. That's nice. But that's it. <laughs> <laughs> and what? So, what do you do while you're on the museum commission? Like, what is the? Does does you do you oversee the state all the state museums? Do you? You do. Yeah. You you look at at the purchases. Mm-hmm. Uh, what art they've purchased? What artifacts they've purchased? Uh, right now, uh, we're involved in the hiring process of a new director, uh, and we we really oversee the operation of it. So we're pretty closely involved with it. Is that now what muse- Is that just the the big museum in Nashville? Or yes. Is it, okay, so it's not necessarily other museums scattered throughout the state. No. Okay, gotcha. So and that's and that's a pretty neat museum. Um, do y'all have any input on what it gets added to the museum? We do very much, but the, it, this is an, an incredible time to be on that board because they are building a new uh, 180 million dollar museum. Okay, where's that? And then where's that going to be? It's right downtown, about two blocks over, and it looks right out at the looks back at the Capitol, straight mm-hmm. line of view to the Capitol, and and they have a huge farmer's market, mm-hmm. and we're looking at that so across the street at that. So it is in the very heart of Nashville. It's a, an expensive time to be building in downtown Nashville. It, it <laughs> certainly is. You look everywhere in downtown Nashville, and there's... Sky crane after sky crane. Uh, yeah, it really is. Um, all right, well, Mr. Alexander, let's head into our, our third brick, and then we're going to come back and talk about your, your the books that you so, okay. uh, so from our front porch to yours, this is our Jackson home. And we're back with our Jackson home. I am joined today by Harvard Alexander. He is um, the historical master of Jackson and and keeps up with the the all the history that makes Madison County special now you kind of specialize I'm looking at some of your books you kind of seems like you specialize in in uh, you know, Civil War era before as opposed to some of the more of the maybe some of the music do you keep up with the music history as well or do you stick mostly in this Civil War time no it's, it's a wide variety this last book talks about uh, the musicians and mm-hmm. the music history. Okay, so you get the whole swap there. So, mm-hmm. so you've got four books here. When you, I feel like the idea of writing a book, at least to me, sounds uh, like a nightmare. So, how does how does one start writing a book like this? Where do where do you be Where do you begin? It was an odd thing. I got hired to do a monthly newspaper article for the old City News. Okay. And that gave me something I needed was the discipline of a deadline. Mm-hmm. And so I began doing those monthly articles. And it was one other thing different. They were paying me. That was the first time. And I think it was $75 a month. Mm-hmm. But that was good. And at the end of a year and a half, uh, I've realized I have a book. I actually have 18 stories. And for years, 
when I had been doing things for Chamber of Commerce uh, and Leadership Jackson, and I would do the history, and they would say to me, who's going to do this when you're gone? Mm-hmm. And I said, well, I, I don't know. That's <laughs> but, not your problem not, anymore. <laughs> not, 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 not mine. But <clears throat> there it was. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I contacted a publisher in Nashville, and they looked at it and, and said, uh, we can do this. Mm-hmm. And uh, I wrote them a check for $14,000 which did not help my marriage a bit. <laughs> and Tales Madison came out. That That is that first book. Mm-hmm. And the first time that I did a story, I did a speech about this book uh, at the library, a lady interrupted me and asked me why I didn't write about Billy Graham when he was in Jackson. And I did not realize that he was here. And he, he came in 1951, 50 or 51. And so I said, I didn't know he was here. Well, that just created a storm. So that was Everybody probably said, not, the, not the best answer there. It was, it was a bad answer. <laughs> and they were all nodding their heads and saying, yes, he was. I was there. And so I, I said, well, if I write another book, I'll, I'll certainly include him. And then... After this book did so well, it sold out, and it's the second edition, so it's sold out now. Uh, and I begin to think maybe I ought, to, maybe I could do another one. Mm-hmm. And so I finally found Billy Graham. I emailed him twice to see when he was in Jackson, and found him in Memphis is when he came over one afternoon. And Billy Graham really is responsible for the second book, and that book's the one that's got Daniel Boone in it, uh, and, and a couple of, of some Memphis stories, the sinking of the Sultana, uh, greatest maritime disaster in, in American history, worse than the Titanic uh, story about... So how is that connected? So let's, let's pause on the Sultana there. How is that connected to Madison County? It's not, uh, but it's West Tennessee, okay. and I had moved out of Madison County oh, to so, West Tennessee. So this one's old, uh, old trails and tales of Tennessee. So uh-huh. it's not just that, but so how is that connected with um, Tennessee then? Well, it, it it is today still the largest naval disaster in American history. Uh-huh. And where did it happen? About six miles out of Memphis. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. So on the Mississippi. Uh huh. Okay. And then to, to stay in West Tennessee. I wrote a story called Flight from the Yellow Jack, which was yellow fever, mm. and they didn't know it was caused by the mosquito, and it literally decimated Memphis and great, a great deal of West Tennessee. Mm. So by then I was writing about West Tennessee. And, a little bit more subject matter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then one day, a friend through uh asked me if I would write the stories for Ralph McDonald, who was a national wildlife artist. He's really the best, in, the, I think, in the Southeast. Mm-hmm. And he said, if, if I would write the stories, Ralph would have his pictures, his paintings. So that was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Those are different stories. Those are stories about the environment, uh, about nature, what's around us, uh, at a time when 
there were hundreds and hundreds of bobwhite quail everywhere before deer and turkey had come. But growing up in West Tennessee, so that was a different sort of story. Uh, and, and fun, mm -hmm. uh, again, because I had lived through those. And then the last book. Which is your latest book. The latest. And there's a problem with being a writer. When you write a book, sometime within 15 minutes of the time that that book comes out, somebody is going to say, what are you going to write next? And you're, <laughs> you're exhausted from this one. And that's the last thing on your mind. But this, I began to, to think about this. And people, by then, I am a, I'm a good listener. I listen for stories and think, well, that would work well. And a story had come to me about a, a Baptist minister who was a fake and called the Holy Cheat. Hmm. And that, that story was given to me by the Gibson County historian. And then a story about Jack Henson, who's a Civil War sniper up at Paris Landing. Uh, this is a story about Roscoe Turner that's on the front of the book. Uh, he's, a, he's a pilot in the golden age of aviation in the, the 1930s. He really is from Corinth, Mississippi, so I really stretched out where I'm writing about. But he lived in the edge of McNary County for a few months, so mm -hmm. I could include him. So but, he counts. But he flew all over America in a two-seater plane, uh, open cockpit two-seater plane with an African lion in the back seat named Gilmore <laughs> and and that's that's a really nostalgic warm story and that line loved him just like your dog would love you and that's a that's a really warm story and then sort of a nostalgic story about the, the best Christmas ever 1945 when the soldiers came home mm -hmm. but but you, you you pick up other things here uh, Carl Perkins is is in in this book, and um, the the gang uh, at Silver, the state line gang, and Buford Pusser mm -hmm. is is in there, and these are illustrated by a local artist, Allison East. So that 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 made it fun, and this this is done. This is giving me something. To hold on, what what have you got this new? Well, I've got this book, and and it's it's done really well. Yeah. So so when you get one of these, when you get wind of one of these stories, um, let's say it's the the Buford Pusser one. What what do you? How do you? What is your process then on researching them to find out? You know, do you want to tell the truth story? So what do you? How do you go about doing that? You know, a great difference in the the years since I did my first book in. 16 years ago and today I could I really could not google things up then. <laughs> yeah and the internet has more information and sources mm -hmm. and it's incredible and it's not a job of finding it it's of boiling it down to mm -hmm. what you what you can write about mm -hmm. if you don't want to write a whole book on on a particular subject but I listen a lot, and, and people will tell me stories. Oh, that, that's a big problem. If I give a speech, somebody's going to catch me. 
that I can't get away from <laughs> to tell me about their grandfather or something. Mm-hmm. But it's wonderful, fun. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that I think you definitely serve a special purpose in our community, and I think people telling you that kind of story just kind of cements that that you uh, are the keeper of the story, um, and you're doing. Looks like you've got a lot of it written down now. So, so is is uh, soldiers, saints, and sinners? Is this the last book, or do you have more in the chamber? Well, I, the chamber is never quite empty. Okay, <laughs> and. Uh, I don't know right now. I was playing with the idea of writing fiction, but okay. boy, that's hard. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and and so, but I got to pay for this book first because, again, I'm the one that has to write the check. And, mm-hmm. and so how do I do that? Why, well, I'm, I'm a book peddler. Yeah. <laughs> and so I just uh, spoke with the Boy Scouts at West Cincinnati meeting uh, last week and sold a bunch of books. Uh, there but again that's people who love history who want and they pretty much know who I am now Mm -hmm. and and so I I can do that my books are you can buy my books through Amazon okay that's uh, that's sort of a disappointment Uh, they sold 39 of my books that I know of right now that I that they have paid me for Uh and they paid me, sent me a check for fifty-six dollars. <laughs> so I'm, I'm not doing real well by not it. on Amazon anyway. Yeah. <laughs> no. Is there other places people can um, keep up with what you're working on, or um, you know, maybe get updates on that? I have a website, uh, and you can, and through uh, Jackie Hillman, who's my my editor, is constantly telling me about doing this and doing that mm-hmm. and and, and um, I'm, I'm sort of a kickback to older times I'm actually in the phone book okay and I sell a, a world of books in my garage people come come over to my house <laughs> but I don't mind doing that or they come to the bank so you still keep t- uh, time at the bank yes I'm a director and on the finance committee so uh, I'm in at least once a week. What is what does a director of a bank do? You really oversee, make sure that it's in, in keeping on track, mm-hmm. and, and we look at loans, uh, and then we look at the assets and liabilities of the bank. That the mix are we are we not lending in the community? Are we not doing what we're supposed to? Mm-hmm. Or are we doing too much? And where should we be seen and what should be working with United Way or things like that. Gotcha. Awesome. Well, if you are interested in uh, learning more about Madison County history, Harvard Alexander is the man to talk to. You can check out his books on his website, which I believe is Mm harvardalexander.com. It's like, imagine that Kevin Adelsberger wasn't, wasn't taken either. You know, it's one of those things you get, you have a name with a, a weird spelling and nobody uses it. It's great. Um, and you can go to harvardalexander.com and, and find out more about these books and find out more about uh, the place that, that, we're, that we live in, which is Jackson and, and Madison County in West Tennessee. So, um, and that's part of what our, our Jackson home is all about as well. So it's, it's, we should maybe get you to write for the website or something. Yeah. That, that might be fun. So, so Harvard, thank you for helping make Jackson a better place and choosing to make it home. Mm, thank you for having me today, brighten my money up.
Today's podcast was hosted by Kevin Adelsberger. Our intro music was performed by Aaron Harden. It was recorded live at The Co. To find out more about The Co., visit their website at www.attheco.com. To find out more about our Jackson home and to read more about how amazing Jackson is, visit rjacksonhome.com.